It's another episode of Brevity Box, the BBX. We're back again with episode 57. We're really getting up there with them. And they're getting easier to make every single time. Brevity Box is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. You can check out our roster of podcasts that we are part of in the network at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. Check it out. Today, Becky Brando and myself will be going over the chaotic thunderstorm that is Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. We have some hot takes and opinions to go through about how we feel about it. I think Brando's going to hit the hardest, to be honest with you, but we're trying to make sense of it. And I think it's maybe the one event that's really going to affect uh, more people than anything in the news that's really come out. Like it's going to be Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter and climate change, right? I mean, and taxes, like these kind of widespread globally affecting uh, issues. Now, if you are somehow unaware of what Twitter is, the social media yeah, you're app. You're fucking lucky. Giants. Yeah, you have a life. Congratulations. Um, I mean, look, Brando, I think you're pretty gifted at being able to summate what, what Twitter really is. Can you give us the like basic definition and then your definition? It's people being retarded in 140 characters or less. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Opinions. Oh, I'm sorry. I think take. it's 240 characters now. My mistake. They mix. Yeah. They they raised the uh, the stakes on how many characters you can use. And uh, are you on Twitter? Have you ever been on Twitter, Brando? When it maybe about a year after it came out, I signed up for an account, messed with it for about 30 minutes, realized this shit was really really dumb, and promptly forgot about it. What made you feel like? What was your instance on? Like, what is, was there an event? Somebody reacted to something you said, and you were like, "This is." terrible just the concept just the concept yeah okay. more useless social media that we don't need okay and becky you i don't have twitter Never used now it. for some i call bullshit you have a twitter account and you follow one person jj no i actually really don't have twitter i really don't mm-hmm. so what Go so confusing. i i've kind of heard you I, I mean the way i look at you you are a fan of social media and you're a fan of instagram yeah do you and do you uh i assume you were a fan of facebook mm-hmm. yeah is there do you snapchat things like that i snapchat with my nieces and nephews but i don't like oh, that's readily nice. like give it you know like i just think that's a that's something i do with them but i've never had i you can like get the tweets on like people screenshot them and post them on instagram if they're like important what? so it's like What's the point? <laughs> well, what 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 was it that like kept you from going on to Twitter? Because that seemed like I, I totally assumed that that would be you would have a Twitter account. I know I've never asked you. Yeah, no, I. But I totally assumed that you had a Twitter account. That that would be nope. something that you would maybe in, enjoy. So what kept you away from? Really, it? Same thing with Brandon. I never really understood the concept, like how it was different from what Facebook was doing or what Instagram was doing, why I needed like a third place. Why'd you need it? Yeah. Why did I, what was the point of me having it? I'm not, no one cares what I think. Like, so I was just like, eh, better not. Exactly. That's my thing with social media. Who the fuck? I think the biggest problem that the internet has is it now allows every single person out there 
think that their voice should matter and people should care when their opinion is objective garbage. Exactly. Well, I mean, certainly not everybody who's on there, right? 95%. So let's make sure I get this right. According to Wikipedia, Twitter is an American microblogging. Dude, we all know what Twitter is. And, well, I don't know if, just making sure, and social networking service. On if which you're listening to post, podcasts, you know what Twitter is. And where users post and interact with messages, messages known as tweets. Okay. They can like, they can retweet. But unregistered, you just can only read those that are publicly available. Okay. Um, just want to make sure I'm, you know, to the point. I don't want to talk about it in a way that, you know, because I don't have a Twitter account. I wasn't really drawn to Do it. Do you have a truth same... social account? Do you post your truths <laughs> on there? I just haven't been approved yet. I don't know why. Mm. No, I'm like these 600,000 people that are on a waiting list to get on that trash. No, I'm not. A, I don't have. By the way, let's we'll sidebar. The whole thing with they truth didn't social, approve my username. You know? I don't even know Trump what that is. Skin. Devin Nunez's cow. <laughs> That's a deep cut, man. Mm -hmm. If you, <laughs> um, okay, so I guess we'll just get into it now. Uh, truth social is something a grift. that it is a total grift, but it was birthed from mm -hmm. the minds that of fans and supporters of Donald Trump. After he was banned from Twitter and, uh, you know, wasn't allowed to tweet anymore as the president of the United States. And it's something I wanted to get into and we'll, we'll kind of work uh, retrograde, right? We'll go backwards here. But what Donald Trump did with the help of uh, a lot of crowdsource funding and uh, a lot of uh, support from people who used to be in government like Devin Nunes, that is now the of, CEO. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, and so yeah, definitely people that that uh, Brando and I don't have a real fond look outlook on, like not people we really approve of. Uh, and look, there are reasons why Twitter banned him that we can go over. I won't get too deep into that, but the idea there for him was he was going to start a new social media app that was going to be a competitor with Twitter, and it's basically a, a total. It's about as rip. popular as Trump vodka and Trump sticks. Yeah, it's not very popular. It's not very effective. It doesn't work very well. And the premise of it is what they're trying to do is instead of calling it a tweet, they're calling it a truth. So they tell people to you can, get you on their app. You can reach yes. other truths. Yes, that's, this is where they're get, they want to get, mm. you know, all the, in this moment, this is where somebody like me thinks, at the core, at the very core of what word they choose to call it, it's already confusing and manipulative. And I think about people that I don't I, like there's somebody that I don't hate yet that's out there that I'm going to meet and they're going to go. Yeah, I don't I don't go on Twitter. I'm on Truth Social because I truth. I send my truths out and people retruth it and they comment on my truth at that point. You know that any journalist or somebody doing an interview with so, any member, user, or representative all the way up to uh, Trumple Thinskin himself uh, who's, is – Who's used it – who's made literally one truth. Yeah, he's made one truth. On his own platform. But think about how that's going to play out in the form of questions, right? Up. And and you imagine that it's going to boil down to 
uh, Jim Acosta being like, well, how can you say that's true? I didn't say it's true, but it is a truth. It's a truth. It's out there. You can't say it's not a truth. It's a total truth. You know, you can see that, that uh, just reworking of the word to make everything meaningless. And that's, that's only good if you're trying to get away with something. They could have called it anything. And they went with this, which is a complete, just a ridiculous mockery of a bunch of shit. So that's what, that's what truth social is. It's a competitor app, social media app to Twitter that has, I think, I don't even know how many followers it has. I'm not going to look, but it is nowhere near Twitter's numbers. Twitter's yeah, and it was a wonderful pump and dump stock scam involving a company called Digital World Acquisition Corporation that a lot of morons are losing their ass on now, and I can't help but laugh. Right, right. No, this is this is his grift way. It's always Trump stakes, Trump bottled water, Trump University, et cetera, et cetera. He fucked up at selling booze and steaks to Americans. Unbelievable. <laughs> true you're absolutely right how do you screw that up i mean how do you screw that up we love steaks because you, and we because love you sell your steaks, steaks exclusively through the sharper image catalog and even when trump steaks was a thing even then barely anybody knew what the fuck the sharper image catalog was yeah i mean most people don't even know what a catalog is anymore right i mean i don't know when the last time i've even seen one in my when I was a kid, I grew up with Spiegel catalogs. I mean, I, my mom I get some random stuff. ones in the mail every now and then, but they go immediately into the recycle bin. Man, it's crazy. You buy one combat knife, and all of a sudden, you're on the fucking bi monthly catalog list. <laughs> I got a knife. <laughs> Ooh, I bought a knife, uh, a little blue one. Oh, I bought a K bar, like used by the Marines in Vietnam. It like um, you push a button and it pops up. It was a pretty baller. Yeah. In hindsight, I, I I wish I held out and didn't get the USMC marked one because they eventually, I think just for the meme, released a US Space Force K-Bar. Oh. It looks the same, but it just has USSF engraved on it. Yeah, and Space I, Force. That, that would have been fucking amusing to me because, you know, combat knife designed to kill the aliens. I had that to buy so it because funny. when my father, the galactic came, aliens, when my father came to visit, he didn't like the way people looked at me. So he, he was like, you need to buy a knife. So by people, what do you mean? People, man, <laughs> what do you mean? People, <laughs> what do you mean? You people, he didn't like the way men stared at me. So good for him. I'm glad he got you something. He didn't now buy it. I bought it. Classes. <laughs> well, I'm still, I'm saying I'm glad go and take some classes on how to use it. I got the one that you can like, uh, that has the glass breaker and the seatbelt cutter on it too. So like, Cool. Those gas, those glass breakers are really great for a hammer fist strike to somebody's head. That's what I thought. Okay, and we've digressed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's That's get literally back. half the point of those things existing. It's I well, yeah, self defense, hundred percent. And he's right; you can really, really cause some damage. So choose wisely when you who you're going to use it on. <laughs> if a guy asks you to change his tire again, you have options. Yeah, um, I can just laugh. Yeah, so we were <laughs> Becky. When you're ready to when you're ready to step up, I'll uh, I'll show you what a morphing karambit is. Okay, mm, those are dangerous sounding words. <laughs> not a euphemism so... for penis. Don't worry, I'm not that kind of dude. <laughs> it's always a euphemism for penis if it's a weapon. Let's be Let's real. Be <laughs> Let's be real here. Um, so we we kind of got off track there. We were describing what uh, Donald Trump's reaction to this whole thing was, and the reason that we're talking about Twitter is because Elon Musk has paid 44 billion 
uh, with a lot of wheeling and dealing with banks for uh, cash advances and some of his own money and selling his own stocks to convince the board on Twitter to sell him the company so he can take it private. It was a public company and part of the controversy behind it um, propelled. I mean, look, there are people all over the political spectrum that were complaining about it, but generally the things that I had commonly come to hear about regularly were terms like shadow ban, where you weren't openly uh, banned from anything, but your stuff wasn't showing up. When you have a lot of followers on Twitter and you put something out there, your tweet, it immediately pops up on everybody's radar. If they're following you, like it should on social media. And then there were P there was a, a huge effort to censor, uh, language that would be censored if you were saying it in a public arena. If you're making threats, if you're wrangling people for uh, violence, anything like that, or just spouting Violating the, the terms of service is what we call it. Yeah, exactly. It's a company. So this is where I don't, I'd never, this is part of what I want to talk about. Because the Elon Musk- The phrase free speech has lost all fucking meaning. Well, it's just that there's no, nobody takes the time to put that into context, right? Like they can still say whatever they want. They can still go to a person and say whatever they want. Twitter is, like you said, uh, it's in the terms and conditions. It's an app. It was, and still is until the fall, a public company, and they have the right to refuse business to anybody. This is not controversial. And Elon Musk is coming in, and there are a lot of people who are very happy about it. Billion, narcissistic man-child billionaire, yes. So we'll definitely, I want to get your take on the man himself. Uh, but this guy comes in and he says, you know, freedom of speech is at the core of a healthy democracy, low-hanging fruit. Thanks, Mr. Musk. But he comes in and says that, you know, now... You have to have that attitude to whatever form has become the quote unquote town square. So because everybody's on Twitter, that he that's that's what people are using. And so he wants to take the company from being a public company to be a private company. And if you base what we're looking at in the future for Twitter off of what he's talking about, he's gonna get the algorithm to be open for everybody to see. I don't know who's going to, not very many people are going to understand that he's going to control bots. I am not going to go into a definition about it, look it up, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, AI programs that are out there tweeting and retweeting and that's how propaganda gets going. So, you know, you can imagine a lot of this had an impact for elections, not only here, across the world. There's millions and millions, what, 32 million or hundreds of millions of people on Twitter. I'll have to look it up. And it's highly, highly influential. And you're going to have to do some moderation. The way he's talking about it sounds like no moderation. And you know that everybody from people who have been shadow banned, people who have been... Uh, censored again i don't find it controversial when a company tells you you can't say things on their app or in their store uh, that's not a, a, a violation of your first amendment when you're on their app voluntarily 
that's not controversial, but people make it controversial. They talk about it as if they're restricting their First Amendment rights. And now this guy takes it to a, is going to take it to a private uh, status as a company so that he can sort of open the tap, let everybody say he's going to have to do moderation of some degree. And this is all going to happen in the fall. Okay. If he even sees the deal through. If it, well, right. Apparently there's some controversy about whether he violated the terms of the sale or whatever. Look, 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 look here's my deal with taking a private no moderation. Okay. How does, how, how is a private social media platform going to generate revenue? Well, look, no, 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 right. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just, you know, off the dome. You tell me how you mainly think a privately held social media company is going to generate revenue. The same way Facebook does. They're going to sell your attention. Yeah. Yet, if the place just turns into a fucking cesspool, cesspool of right. alt-right insanity and conspiracy theory bullshit, who the fuck is going to want to advertise on there that isn't some like Alex Jones info wars? Great male just a bad person. <laughs> we'll call them a bad person. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and look, you're, you have a point. And plus, I mean, let's point out too, that as a company, Twitter has not been profitable for a couple of years. And so the idea to take it private and make it profitable, I don't know how he's going to do that. I don't, I, and look, maybe he's, let's talk because about who the guy is. It's because if, he's an attention. If you, well, it certainly seems like he's become one. I don't remember that always being the case, but now he's at the front of a lot of, you know, he's sort of today's Howard Hughes, right? Like him, hate him. That is kind of the role. Howard Hughes playing. did more for society than Elon Musk ever will. Yeah. But, but I'm saying our version of him, especially if the worst thing that, you know, considering part of the worst thing Howard Hughes did was, you know, Mason jar his own piss. <laughs> <laughs> according to you watched that movie too oh, huh yeah movie. i mean it's kate a good movie kate blanchett i can't say no wave of the future Hello. um yeah i mean he, he's he's the man responsible for tesla no he's not uh, at this point i'm talking about being the ceo i'm not talking about it bringing it to life Thank you for clarifying. Yes, I'm just saying, as far as your layman person out there, they're going to think, you know, Tesla, and they're going to think Elon Musk is the the chief executive officer. Now, it, do you know who's responsible for bringing the technology? Because I think of, like, the 90s GM electric cars. The engineers the that work for Tesla. Right. So, right. And then SpaceX is his company as well. Yes, I don't know enough about SpaceX to know if he just bought his way onto the, onto the board and then took it over like he did with Tesla or if it was legitimately his. I don't know enough to make that statement. Well, and I'm not saying the man invented these things. What I'm trying to point out is that he's We're not, we're not using... talking invention. We're talking founded. Founded. How did yes, he get all founded. this money in the first place? Because his parents are own, own emerald mines in South Africa and they're disgustingly rich to begin oh, with. Oh, so it's like nepotism kind of. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, no, yeah, no, no. I, mean, it's just, I know what you're it's, saying. It's just, yeah, a, but... it's just an obscenely rich. I mean, I, I think when he first came into the public guy, he was only worth about $22 million. And look, the guy's obviously got some financial smarts because he's turned that into obviously an unfathomable, fathomable amount of money. Right. Yes. On paper, at least. Yes. Yeah, on paper. Well, that's a very important stipulation. 
a lot of his money is the value of the stock, but it's not liquid in his pocket, okay. which is why he had to go to the banks to get cash to buy Twitter. Oh, okay. And what he's using as colla- as a, a collateral for that is his twelve kids. Tesla stock. Tesla well, stock. Right? Stock. Yeah. <laughs> he's using his portfolio as leverage to get the to get that sort of a loan. I will sell you that rocket and three Teslas. I need the money. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, the reason I bring it up is because it's an interesting thing to see the influence that this person is going to have with the decisions that they make. Twitter is already and already has been hugely, um, it just, it, it affects everything and it did for years. You could not escape how many I mean, there wasn't a day that went by for years during the Trump presidency where it didn't start with a tweet that the guy shot that off on retard, What did that orange retard say now? Well, and literally and for talking, like three years, I would three wake years. up in the morning, yeah, grab my phone to see, oh, okay, what did Mango Mussolini tweet while he was taking a two a.m. shit this time? And it would be across the board, random stuff, random comments about companies comments about policy i think he was starting to tread on the area where governance was starting to happen by tweet yep and it started getting to a place where again i don't think people understand why those were crossing a lot of lines and i never understood the censorship like anger and controversy i knew i knew why for from people who were trying to manipulate the idea and you know, make it, make people angry. They're trying to censor you. They're trying to do this. You know, it's not the same when it's a private company or when it's a even public or private company. If it's a for-profit company, they shouldn't, the idea here is that nobody should be able to make money on the backs of people, like getting people rowdy and angry. And that's, you know, that's going to be a really bad catalyst right <laughs> like like you don't want to have the news headline from the bunches of white dudes marching around north carolina with tiki torches saying the jews, jews will not, will not re- replace us yeah the you don't jews need that to be they don't, you don't need to turn that Google into a gavel, tiki Google torch gavel. ad like save save 25% on tiki torches at home depot <laughs> like, you don't want that that was a and pretty that, funny meme but it does seem like it's going that direction because how else is he going to make money? Exactly. It's going to be uh, a little bit crazy to see happen. And I don't know if I'm happy about it. People are happy about it, though. Mostly conservatives that I've read. Joe Rogan referred to him as a, like, kind of a Tony Stark character, which I think is funny. Jesus fucking Like funny. he's some sort of billionaire superhero trying to save the day. You know, it, it 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 comes out with spinning images of Iron Man one or two, where he says, "I've successfully privatized freedom or whatever." Like I, I don't I successfully privatized world peace. I think is what world it was. peace. That's right. He said, ah, "I successfully privatized world peace." Like that is the imagery this guy has successfully gotten other people. Well, I guess other rich people. Uh, I, don't, I don't. It doesn't really jibe well with me. I'm still not interested. And I, and I I can tell you for me personally, I uh, I got on Facebook in two thousand nine, not that long after um, Barack was elected, 
and I, I, you know, I like to have a debate or an, a good conversation and I didn't understand what I was doing. And so I got on there and made some posts about what I thought. And I'm very much a person who thinks there's enough information out there to like or not like or to approve or not approve of something that you don't have to make shit up and you don't have to get angry about it. Um, and I like hearing differing points of view, but I tapped into a powder keg quite unintentionally and it let me know. It reminded me of experiences that I had like, I, I mean, I was one of those kids that checked out 4chan when it was still new. And Jesus. immediately got the idea that way, like, to this is both, not... way to date both of us because I was going to bring up 4chan. Well, but that's the thing, right? Like I knew immediately that Facebook was basically 4chan with a lot of bells and whistles. By the responses I got from people that I knew, the anger, the pure, like just really went south to the point where I was like, okay, not fun, not really about connecting with with friends or anything and i just sort of walked away from it and it's not really in my wheelhouse to think that way either like i don't think about posting shit um probably because of that generational divide right i just don't fucking think about it yeah. and i never well, I, I never did right i mean for for literally 10 years i did not look at it to the point where the joke in my house was that brooke and i weren't really married because we weren't facebook uh, <laughs> Yeah, we weren't Facebook official. Like, still on my profile, it said like dating or some shit. So, like, and I finally changed it in 2019, and and it became official apparently. But that's what drove me away from it. You know, I I never really felt like I needed to post. I like keeping in touch with people that otherwise I couldn't. But I also don't have a problem calling those people or texting those people directly. Um, I never felt like I needed to post it to the world and Twitter always seemed a little bit elusive. I don't like, I, I didn't want to get caught up. Like I, I already get a little tired of checking, uh, uh, messages that are coming in too rapidly on anything. We, we have discord and there are times where I'm like, okay, I don't need to check everything that's popping up on discord because I, you know, you can get in the habit of doing that. I can't imagine doing that to the tune of thousands and thousands of people and yet people do yeah yeah they do and look just anthony jeselnik had a great joke about that about how the biggest piece of shit in the world were people that were piggybacking on tragedy or good stuff and really all they're trying to do is hey don't forget about me mm -hmm. right like when something terrible happens to somebody and this person will chime in and go like, i was really broken up about it it's yeah like judd apatow tweeting out of his vagina about will smith slapping chris rocker who who did that it was it was some it was some some director that just sent the most ridiculous Judd tweet Apatow. that he was he was upset and he was who I like by it. And well, Pussy. Amy Schumer yeah. was traumatized by it. So Pussy. Well, but so that's that's the thing about God it, right? Damn. It becomes a fishing spectacle. It becomes you're really trying to get that reaction like an emotional vampire mm -hmm. <laughs> from what we do in the shadows. It's about getting that other person to go, Oh, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, we're, well, you know, I stand with you. You know, when you're, when you're seeking that out, that's, that's slimy. And that's a lot of people. That's a, not everybody. Look, I I'm, I'm positive. There are great 
like dog rescue Twitter accounts or something like that, or something that's entirely about things that are good. But that's why I didn't mind the moderation or the censorship, right? That that sometimes if you have people jumping in that are just there to troll or cause a problem, um, you're going to have to be aware of it. And, And I don't think a lot of people realize that. You know, I'll give you a good example on, uh, and here's your chance to make fun of me, Brando. You know, in my Madden League, Ugh. we're on Discord. These are a bunch of grown adults that are of different ages, and one of the are younger, sure? I'm pretty sure, okay, one of the younger adults. So definitely of, uh, you know, a younger generation who's got a more savvy skill at trolling people will purposely use those sort of Twitter skills to get the reaction that he wants in our Discord forum. And I have friends of mine that are in that same generation that I am that don't know that that's what's going on. And so, you know, Becky, we were just talking about the draft Mm -hmm. and everybody that's in there is talking about the draft and how interesting it was and how, uh, you know, it's so different. And these guys are just much more ready to play and how it was interesting up and day two was incredible. Round two was incredible. And this guy doesn't say anything. And then when the conversation dies down, he uh, just posts a comment. Day two was total bullshit. Everything sucked about it. It's total NFL is totally going downhill. And I know that the the person that's bound to react because the comment right before that was very much like, this is great. I really am enjoying this draft kind of thing. And he's clearly there to take the air out of that guy. And that, and I know, and I try to warn this buddy of mine. I'm like, you know, and I even put in the discord, I was like fishing with fresh bait is what I put on there. And then I put a, 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 gif or gif of their of a guy saying don't take the bait and right away two guys definitely in their 40s are like really how what are you talking about you know that's the reaction right he wants that that astonished like i can't believe you're saying this you're so weird you know he wants that affirmation and then he can continue to to pull that feeling out of him where it becomes a an argument it becomes a debate about who's wrong, who's right, who, you know, why he is saying what, you know, it, it just started going down a completely different feeling. Two seconds before we're talking about this guy's comment, before it ever happens, everything's positive. Everybody's talking about criticisms. Everybody agrees that the Cowboys are having a shitty draft and they're happy about it. We're all on the same page. And then he comes in and starts shitting all over it because that's kind of the technique, right? Whatever it is anybody's talking about, the idea is to come in and shit all over it, get the reaction, and then push back. And like, what was the strategy? I'm, you talked I'm, about hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. I thought you said this was a Discord full of adults. Well, but that's what I'm trying to say. They aren't savvy to it is that technique. the divide that shows some of us grew up with the internet and some of us merely adopted it. Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to say it. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and take a station break. Yeah. Take a quick break. Be right back. I can do and do. We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. Well, now you don't have to. 
hang out with ruminations of Redrum. All things horror, from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out, but hurry. The killer's behind you! Okay, we are back from our break. We were talking about Elon Musk's crazy takeover of Twitter, an app that neither of us, of the three of us, uses or likes. That the world would be perfectly fine without. I, you know, I think so too. And I've talked a lot. I'm going to step away from talking so much because I really do think I would like to get the perspective of, uh, especially Becky, because I think you're more social media friendly than I am. Mm -hmm. Um, You use more social media than I do and more than Brando does. And I want to see kind of based on what you've heard that we've talked about and what you know about it, uh, what your, what your take is. And then after that, I want to ask Brando a couple of questions about his take, too. Oh, yeah. We're going to have Becky go first, because once I get on this roll, ain't no brakes on this train. <laughs> I, I, I realize. I I just don't understand the whole thing. Like, I don't, I don't get what's going on. I don't understand. Like, he's, like, buying it so it's not censored anymore is basically what I'm getting. Yes. That's what his he's saying. That's the publicly. pitch. Yeah. His pitch is that uh, the cheesy way to say it, if you ask your your most conservative uh, person, Fox News, like friendly person, they would say Elon Musk is trying to save America. That would be their short version of it. He's here to save free speech. What oh, he's God fucking damn it. What he's saying that he's doing <sighs> is that. That you know, in his mind, it's a it's a deductive reasoning masterclass. That the idea of the right of free speech and the use of the term town square is that Twitter has become the town square. No, that everybody's on Twitter. That that I'm just saying what he said. I'm I know. Just saying I'm just, what the man said. And I, so, I do want to apologize to you right now because hey, I did it again. This is something <laughs> I've gotten very annoyed and oddly passionate about. So I do want to apologize that I am talking over you, but you're just. I like passion. This okay. is the shit that triggers me. <laughs> right. I look, and I know. I know this. I, I, I've i known you for a long time. I know this. But I'm trying to explain here. Elon Musk, who I don't know, and you can read about and make your own judgments. There's good. There's bad. Cunt. The guy's got uh, the guy's got mad financial connections with China. Um, that's not up for debate and that's true emeralds. just a and, filler uh, and after johnny depp oh yeah well exactly right mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna have to make a hard transition that we may do another one just to cover depp because we do want to talk about that um dude i got turned but, on watching that shrink on the stand just eviscerate amber heard's attorney mm-hmm. okay let's not get off topic real quick <laughs> i want to get back just saying so just saying, elon honest. musk says we'll that he's he that twitter has by the usage that it's got and how many people are on it and how people communicate now that that is the town square and that he doesn't think it's good for democracy to have something that's used by that many people with that much fluid conversation that it's got censorship and that it's got bots and that it's got uh these other practices like shadow banning which is you think that your re- your tweets are reaching people and oh, I know what there sh- is I a know mechanism what Okay. From the so, tickety talk. Elon, from the tickety talk. Well, and look, TikTok is another That's a whole other fucking mess, too. Whole, whole other show. But he's coming in with his money. He's He had a hostile takeover, so he bought controlling shares and then made a bid to, to buy the company. 
pays off the shareholders and then is going to take it private. Mm -hmm. Takes it when he takes it private, he will be able to do what he wants. He'll be able to set the rules that he wants. There, there will probably still a board be a board, but the ability to like it'll be all him he's as the, much as any he's company the could main be. shareholder he's the guy who can make the decision yeah he's the... so if he wants it to be completely a free-for-all nothing gets banned he could do that which is going to open up to That's all the worst trolls right it, it's exactly there was an episode so there's some real of, concerns um, madam secretary did you ever watch that show no, I didn't. No, but but I, I like, know of it. The, they I like, like literally like what you're explaining to me is what happened on one of the episodes, and the shows from I'm like way back. I'm not surprised. I think that that this has been something that, writ if you were rich and it would be hard not to want to do something like this, and you can see that people have tried to start competitors. They want to be able to have it be them that's letting it go free for all. And he's done it. That's a little bit scary. At least at this point. So you're so you looking at it, you said you've learned about shadow banning from TikTok. Mm -hmm. You've regularly used Instagram. You regularly use Snapchat. You regularly use, you know, uh Facebook. I'd say my main two are Instagram and Facebook. Like I only And you get yeah. how the use which is you still, shop which, which is meta. Yeah. It is meta. Yeah. Meta now. That's right. Meta. Fuck you, Zuck. <laughs> yeah. Meta. And the oh, only, re the only reason that to even be on the social media was because I moved away from my friends and it's a way to keep up with them for me. I've never like. See, that, that's, that, that's an intelligent, wise use. Yeah. That's a good use. Yeah. Media. I mean, look, those are the best parts of social I've media. I've never but like. I don't think all social media uses So of little people. of it is that now. Yeah. I've never like. Well, I mean, I complain about Cox a lot on, not like C-O-C-K-X, but disappointing the, the Cox, Cox communication. Yeah, the fellas or the internet. Oh, 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 okay. I, I thought you were hashtag, hashtag disappointing Cox. Check no. out Becky's live feed. Actually, look at Becky, this one, guys. Becky, Becky, when you get on the dating, I can't dating, change this flat. <laughs> holy shit! Epiphany, Becky, when you start like jumping out and dating again you need to start a blog called disappointing dicks oh i know that's what i should have named my blog darn it yeah, well, to the future but so the, this is blogs. this is what i'm saying like i know that you're not First tapped time. into uh what that's what elon elon musk is essentially taking a hold of something that's had influence on public affairs uh on on not only social media but social mood mm -hmm. and also all the way up to elections and political strife or swaying political moods and you know uh, twitter has just been an open ground for a lot of experimentation from all across the world so those bots there are you know the way that it there are tons of let's say you and me create a company that just fields out thousands and thousands of bots and those bots are on Twitter talking about Ruminations Radio Network and Brevity Box Podcast. There's a good episode of Silicon Valley about this exact situation. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you, you, to the persons, people who might be following somebody that's connected to that, it looks like, man, there's 15,000 tweets about this podcast or this network. 
And then people are like, wow, I'm going to check it out, man. I mean, it yeah. seems really popular. And that I think that's at the core. I don't really have FOMO. And I think that a lot of people that get sucked into those things are people who have some uh, uh, some itch of FOMO. There's their big fear of missing out. Where oh man, all these people I keep hearing about. I gotta the check o- it. The only uh, events important enough to garner my immediate attention are gonna come through as an EAS message on my cell phone. <laughs> Amber alerts? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, like Russia launched the nukes, duck and cover. Right. No, no, no. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I was trying to keep it funnier than Russian nukes. So thanks for bringing us down. Uh, no, you know, I get what you're saying, man. It's just that whether or not you and I are on it, the reason that I think it's worth talking about is there's going to be more people, more people are going to be on it than not on it, whether we care, whether we don't care, whether we're getting those tweets or not. There's going to be a if ton of people. And look, if it goes fall, well, even if it doesn't go through, there are still issues with it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I can tell you that's where people get their news. Um, I was going to ask you that's a second really ago, sad. Becky, it is, it's what's well, scary is they're, they don't, they're going to go with the lowest common denominator where they don't have to invest too much. They don't have to read. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about, they just, Oh, I like him. I'm going to listen to it. So if Newsmax is tweeting out their spin on the news uh, and and look to make a comment about what we were talking about earlier with Truth Social. If Newsmax has an account on Truth Social, then everything that they put out is called a truth. That's the that's where it starts to get murky for very busy people who don't have the time to look into this shit. They just feel like they're supporting people that they like, mm-hmm. and that it's and in their minds it's going to register that word truth is going to register with them, and that's how tweets have been working lately. So people get their news, they get their information, they make their opinions, um, all based on this kind of activity. And then what I was going to ask you earlier was, you know, with you being on Meta uh, uh, and you being on uh, Instagram, uh, do you shop in those apps ever? No. But you know people do. Do like, you get advertisements? Like the advertisements? Like that. Pop yeah, up. I mean, do you I like see social, some, social media consumerism is a weird growing market. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like it. I don't personally it's do shit. it. It's just cheap shit. For, it's just it's just cheap. It's just cheaper shit from China than you can get in the store. Right. I mean, I'll like if someone like is promoting a company, I'll check it out. Like, like my vitamins, I. I follow a person and they were like, oh, try these vitamins. And I was like, oh, that, that seems like a good right. price. Yeah. So I yes. check them out. But I don't click on like the like the ad ads like in my feed. I don't I don't go through that. I go I go. Through, I'm just like, you're aware of that, though. Yeah, you're aware I'm, very that, aware I'm glad you it. don't. But so that's what we're talking. And I'm about aware it becomes with- like if I'm talking about something like if I said I wanted to buy like a. I was looking for like a container for my dryer sheets because that my laundry room is really organized and that's the only thing that I have to keep in the box. Hell yeah. And I was like, oh. Hang on, say it slowly. You're going to turn brown. <laughs> organization organization is sexy. Uh, um, <laughs> I was looking for like a, like a container for my dryer sheets and I like had said it in a conversation with my mom and I was like, I just want a box for my dryer sheets. And then literally like, all of my ads on Facebook and Instagram were like 
here's a plexiglass, not plexiglass, but, you know, plastic container for your dryer sheets. And I was like, ooh, creepy. <laughs> well, and, and this is this, this is the, the loop that is worrisome to Brando and me. And it's what people already do. And they don't think it's a big deal. Of course, they don't. They're not going to. And they don't stop and think about how uh, Meta or before Meta Facebook was able to get that amount of money. Mm-hmm. And and it sounds very, you know, I don't know. All the people who love it are definitely going to roll their eyes hard when somebody like me comes in the room and says, if you don't know what the product is, you're the product. You're the, your attention, your interests, the things that you look up, the things that you're liking, all of that information becomes data that's being sold by that company mm-hmm. to advertisers yeah. so that they can pinpoint their marketing to you to have access to your dollars. That's how it works. And then all the way down to hosts, which look, I'm not above that. I wouldn't, I'm not going to tell you, I won't ever be in a place where if I have a sponsor, I'm not going to be like, you know. Drink LaCroix or drink the problem is if you have a sponsor and you're advertising that on social media, there are laws indicating you have to visibly disclose that. Yeah. But you can get away with just a big fat blob of hashtags. By the way, fuck you, Twitter. It's a pound sign. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And you can bring back a big pound sign. A big paragraph of these goddamn hashtags talking about the product. And in the middle of that, you just have to slip in hashtag ad and you're covered. Yeah. What we really use Facebook for, and it's to stalk our ex boyfriends. Let's be real. Let's, I know I do. I, I do. I, I want to talk about big. I want to talk about big data and data science for a I moment you were because say it terrifies the shit out of me. Energy. The floor is yours, sir. Hey, the Becky, floor is yours, Becky. Do you ever, uh, you know, go to a store like Walgreens and you have like that loyalty account? You pop in your phone number, you get a little discount. Yeah. They can give you that discount because Walgreens, for example, is taking all of that data that's now associated with your phone number mm-hmm. and turning that into data points about what you like to buy. Allergy they're meds. Then take that, they're going to then take that information, that in, that those data points linked to your phone number, sell it off to a different data broker who's going to merge it with data they buy from other corporations to literally build a consumer profile about you and to hit you with targeted ads. Darn. I fucking hate that. And there's no way around it. Is that why like on on the um phones now, like if you download like a new app or something, it asks you if you're if they're allowed to track your data? Correct. I'll yes. say no. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Tim Cook. Yeah, always say no. Oh, I always do, yes. but like I mean, like you say with the loyalty numbers, I gotta get those points. I get those points for my gas. <laughs> well, honestly, what I what I what if I they want to send me if just, they want to send me coupons for bananas, I am game. Um, I would like a, yeah, a but, combo but, but, but sponsorship. Here's, but here's, okay, okay. Here's here's the problem with that though. What happens when someone with nefarious ends starts getting a hold of that data to try and maybe figure out what kind of person you are and how they can manipulate your political opinions to vote for certain candidates or certain parties. Remember a company called Cambridge Analytica? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think she knows about that controversy. I don't. It's, 
it's 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 too much to even fucking get into but that's fine basically a good a fat chunk of americans were manipulated by a company using social media data points to target undecided voters and push them toward the republican party here's my takeaway from from that if you can easily That's be manipulated disgusting. by something like that then you should just be taken you should just be taken, yes, yeah you should not That's be allowed to vote you should have your voter rights taken away if I think facebook is your primary source of news you should not be allowed to vote yeah if you can't research a candidate yourself and decide if that's a good or a bad choice for you to vote about we have serious problems you and i <laughs> but the pro- well, but, the, but the problem is i mean if it's if 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 that information is not coming to someone in small easily digestible 240 character chunks they're not going to care because they have the brains made of a fucking goldfish so brando's clearly got an opinion um, is what he's saying here. Uh, you know, but I want to, I want to bring a couple of things up here to kind of, um, address what you're saying. Both of you, I, I get it, right? Ideally you want people to be informed. You want people to make the effort to read about it. And I, I, I can relate to where you're coming from, but, and I have a, but here, I don't think that that's a new phenomenon. A that has been the way that it's been forever. It's been slower. It's been passed on through churches and other groups in the past. I'm just saying, being uninformed in the weirdest way or having those bias, those are not new phenomena. And I I won't go, I wish they wouldn't be voting or if that you're going to vote, you would do, you know, your own homework. But a lot of those people, the homework that they do is one way one avenue like those guys aren't doing oppo research yeah. right yeah, but, but, going... but the problem but, but the thing is though if you if someone just you know like back in the early in the 80s or early ni- or early to mid 90s if someone just didn't want to be informed they literally weren't informed yeah they weren't part they didn't have some little computer in their hand that they would go into you know for non-news purposes maybe they want to go scroll through their social media feed and even if they don't want to be informed, they're still going to get bombarded with bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's fair. That's fair. It is. It is the it, you know if people were handing out fire, flyers, fire hose that's of one of my favorite things. Is when you go to the fair and you know like the like the building that has like all the stuff you can buy in it, and like there's like the candidates there or like their um, their representatives like people that work in their office and they're handing out those pieces of paper. I freaking love that mm-hmm. shit. That's my favorite thing <laughs> to do at the fair is to walk around and grab as much information as I can from all of the candidate booths and like ask the questions I need to ask so that I can be informed. I think that's the coolest Dude, thing. I love fucking, I love fucking with local politicians <laughs> and shows, but but have I ever told, have I, I don't think I've ever told either one of you guys my story of being in front of the Supreme court building. No, but before you do, I mm-hmm. want to make my second point. This ain't going to be a tight hour. I'm sorry to everybody, and I'm sorry, especially sorry to Mitch. It's okay. We're not going to go that much longer on this. We're, I think we're actually getting to a good point. But my my the two things I wanted to bring up is one, it wasn't, an, it's not a new phenomena that people aren't informed. Uh, I do think it takes more active involvement from people like us to go out and talk to those people or to have some channel of communication. And you know, believe it or not, I actually think it's better to not be as rigorously disgusted 
Um, and I say that from the point of view of having moved to uh, right in the heart of Trump country and living around a bunch of people um, that I, if I didn't know them, I would have the same sort of how in the world can you possibly, and I would want to argue with, with uh, you know, this emphatic, you know, fever to, to make my points. And, and, you know, there's this air of wanting to win those arguments. And my mindset has changed about it because in the time I've lived here and the people that I have gotten to know, I've had more success getting people to question their conclusions just by having good conversation with them and trying to get them to stop and read more, think more. And it isn't by telling them that they're uh, ridiculously stupid. Not all of them. There's been a couple <laughs> that I've had to go that way for, but I, I, I mean, I, and I can't tell you that they won't vote the same way again, but I can tell you that from having a one, the first conversation I had covering anything political um, to conversation I've had recently over a term of years, they're not outside of the possibility of, of, of seeing my point or vice versa. Not that I would ever go that far from them, but it makes it to where I, I've hopefully become who they're thinking of instead of, cause they have the same feelings, right? They, they hear the name, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, uh, and they think, oh, my, like terrorist? You know. I don't fucking know. Right. They, well, they just, they have the same feelings that I would about Marjorie Taylor Greene. And, and being able to talk to that person and find a meeting ground where they go, okay, yeah, I know why. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They, they will be ready to make a lot of concessions when you're talking normally. But if I came in arguing, they dig in. You and they just want to win than I ever will. I do. But that's also because I want, I want to get at the heart of why they think what they think. And some of it's upbringing and religion, like all of us. And some of it's like, uh, honestly, for a lot of people, man, I think they're busy and tired and exhausted and don't have time to look at it. And they're looking for people that they can get along with to get information from. And usually those circles of the people that they are running with are also tired and exhausted. And they've always watched Fox News, so they still watch Fox News. And so all the stuff they get is people like Hannity and Carlson and Ingram talking shit and saying what they do. And and if I'm going to be fair to the State other side... Sponsored media, Sean Hannity, be correct after recent tweets. After, after, after recent, Sorry, after recent text messages have come out. That's fair. But on the other side, they see it the same way we see Fox, they see Rachel Maddow, right? They see these people on one a side or the other. The blazer fetish? No, the, but look, Rachel Maddow. Oh, come on. Will, that was funny. That was pretty funny. I like her haircut. Thank you. I think I have, I've had that haircut. Um, I, I oh, definitely. shit you have. I totally have. And, uh, but you see Rachel Maddow smirking, making a joke and laughing about things that they might feel like she's laughing at them the way that I would that if I saw Laura Ingram or Tucker Carlson posing ridiculous questions, I'm just, I'm just playing this role where I'm like, if I'm talking to that person, I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from. And then that opens up a lot of conversation. I honestly think that's the best hope for it not becoming this deeply entrenched us and them thing. And I, and I know I'm more patient than you are. I think you're necessary. I think people like you are out there supposed to be, you know, a gun owning liberal who votes Democrat uh, 
and and has a level head I'd on like shoulders to, and is I, angry. I'd like, you know? I'd like to point out I'm actually I am a registered independent. Fuck them both. Democratic Party tends to lean toward policies I agree with much more often than not. Yeah, well, and I'm just saying liberal small L, not big L. Thank you. you. Know? But that's Ew, leftist. I just think that that's an important thing to have. And same thing with you know we've got a person on the show who literally saves the lives of babies. I think we're defensible. Yeah. Hey, Becky, how many post-birth abortions happen in your hospital? Apparently it's a big <laughs> fucking deal now. What a question. Because I got, because there's a couple senators that are probably on their 94th <laughs> no, 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 dude, that no, should no. probably be she, fucking She took a blood oath with Nancy Pelosi never to say. Oh, that's where the adrenochrome <laughs> comes from. That's right. Becky adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah, it's horse shit. But they're called anyway. infant death. Oh, but we heard the governor of North Carolina say they're aborting the post-birth babies. They're making them. Sorry, Alex Jones. Tangent. I move on, please. Yeah, uh, totally asinine. And so well, I, I, had to, I literally had to correct my one of my father's closest friends and show him the full interview so they knew what sort of context they were speaking of. And I had to, he had to, I had to explain to him what a non-viable baby is. Well, and that's the part that's tough, me. right? You because actually, he's fucking retarded. But you walked through it with that, and that's what has to happen. Oh, I, honestly, oh, I, yeah, I kind of made him. I can. I. So that's hard. my favorite thing to do is when people start arguing about that. I have one story that I tell, and they I get them to I get up him, real oh, quick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> You're good. I, I make those people look up what a harlequin fetus is, and I ask, should this baby suffer until it dies naturally, or should you do the humane thing? You know what? You should have them look up instead. Is Ancephaly. Hmm. Okay. Well, we're getting really happy <laughs> okay. times here. Okay. Time to ruin Let, my night. Smell it. No, no, no. Don't, don't go now. It, don't go now. It. Don't go now. She'll send you the text later. You can look at it after. I want to hit with a good note. We've talked about social media. We've talked about Elon Musk's takeover. We've talked Jesus about our concerns over this Christ. thing. Here is the one thing that gave me hope. And I'm and I'm just going to read the headline because it's out there. It says Gen Z is quitting social media in droves because it makes them unhappy. What an epiphany. Yeah, well, I mean generation think about that social media part of their fucking personality and identity of course that's just going to make you unhappy because it's but majority of it's so fucking negative but that meant those people are starting there is really a noticeable push towards spending time in the world with each other and less time on social media but gen z gives me faith in, in the future of in the future of america isn't that crazy yeah isn't that crazy it's nutty it's a weird topic. It's a tough one to talk about. It definitely gets your emotions roaring. Um, and I'm not sure we've successfully solved shit. But I think for three people that really aren't uh, active on Twitter, I think we all recognize for ourselves why we didn't like it. We've talked about it. And I think we've also made a good argument for why it's not a good thing to have a private company that is seeking to make money through your what your interests are to have a completely open forum with no mediation and and no moderation and no censorship i don't think a for-profit company should be able to do that i don't think those two things are compatible word ultimately i think it's bad yep so all right we are gonna leave it there we're gonna and then we'll do another we're gonna do you got you have time to do uh another episode becky i can yeah all right, let's do it. We're going to cover Johnny Depp.
and and we're gonna go through that that, that bit. Um, all right, guys, we really appreciate you sticking through to the end. We're actually gonna make our mark for an hour. I think that uh, I hope you've enjoyed the conversation that's concerning Twitter. If you're a Twitter user, I mean, look, keep using it, keep tweeting, enjoy it. Just understand that maybe hopefully you are able to see what's going on there in a different light or that maybe you're one of these guys who's a troll and is looking forward to being able to say whatever you want to say. If you're that dude, just, you know, stay, uh, stay the hell away from me. Um, but we hope you come back for another episode of brevity box. Remember brevity box is brought to you by the ruminations radio network. Check out our website. Maybe consider if you like, our show subscribe if you want to go a step further on the website you'll see links to our patreon account you can support us in a number of ways or you can just get somebody else to listen and maybe they'll like it too uh come back for another episode we'll be back with another one soon um and again don't forget you can check us out at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com we'll see you next time thanks thanks guys Bye. bye